0: Welcome to Handmaids and Harlots, a weekly podcast that explores both The Handmaid's Tale and Harlots series produced by Hulu. This podcast is marked as heavy spoilers as it will include episode by episode synopsis as well as analysis of both shows and their written source material. The textual references for this podcast are The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood, interviews, essays, analysis, and other available materials regarding Miss Atwood's book and forthcoming second installment Testaments. Textual references for all Harlots- related podcasts will be taken from Hallie Rubinold's book, The Covent Garden Ladies, Pimp, General Jack, and the Extraordinary Story of Harris's lists, as well as interviews, essays, analysis, and other available materials regarding Harlot's by Hulu. Join me, Ray, and my co-host, Kay, as we watch, read, and discuss these two provocative and intelligent stories. Good morning, folks. Good morning. We would like to welcome you to this episode of Handmaids and Harlots, Harlots edition, Mm -hmm. which will be a complete redo, or I don't know, redo. A complete mm-hmm. review and discussion of Episodes 2 and 3 of Harlots Season 3.
1: For so those of you
0: nice. who have not been following us on our Handmaids editions, we just want to extend an apology for the lapse in episodes. We talked about this briefly in our Handmaids episode, but we will recount it for those of you who do not listen to both, that both myself and Kay, my co-host, have some, have our own little health issues and mental health issues to deal with. And it's not been a particularly good month for either of us. So um on top of trying to do a podcast that encompasses two series that air on the same day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Craziness.
0: And all the other things that um, have come at us in the last several weeks, we're a little behind and we apologize for that. We're going to do our best to do a little better. But as a result, this episode will encompass both episodes two and three there will be a brief musical interlude in the center of this to separate episode two from episode three in our discussions so that those of you who are not caught up yet can take that as a cue to hit pause or stop so that episode three is not spoiled for you. Yeah, just go and enjoy the rest of the episode. In- indeed. So we just want to get that out of the way and let you know that... um We enjoy doing this podcast, but it is a labor of love, and sometimes when the love is in short supply, unfortunately, real life demands our attention more so than this, so we apologize for the lateness of this episode, and it's quick cram in before we get to episode four, which airs tonight or tomorrow, Um, and we will also be doing one for Handmaid's Tale, so again... It may not be a directly on your doorstep on Saturday morning as you might want for coffee and a podcast. So we apologize. In any case, let us move on with the most ado. The only other thing I want to mention is we will not be doing recaps for this show anymore ever, period. (laughs) Sweet bleeding virgin. No.
2: I felt so sorry for you when you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do the recaps for Harlots. I'm like, you poor
1: soul.
0: (laughs) We're not doing them for Handmaids either anymore just because it eats up so much time to prepare them. You guys have watched it. I don't need to recap it. Kay doesn't need to recap it. I just don't know why we did that because... It's not like it's a book chapter, which we might do them for book chapters, brief recaps of things. But holy kitten crap, no more on the shows, and definitely not for Harlots, because as I had mentioned previously, and I thought maybe it would get better that maybe just it was just going to be episode one that was paced the way it was, but it was not. Sweet so heavens. Fast. Um, these shows are, uh, Harlot's particular is extremely fast paced. The scenes literally, if one times them, are about,
1: on average, 58 seconds long. Very hard to to do a, a proper, like,
2: a, Recap. a good conversation if you're just like, I have to say this really, really quickly because we're going to keep moving on.
0: It's, it's, wow. So I'd have to be Gilbert Gottfried in order to get this done. And I'm just not doing it. So we're done with that. We're just done. And uh, I'm sorry about that. Anyway, so let's move right into episode two of Harlots. Season three.
1: Wow. Good episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. A very good episode. Did love it. I liked the
0: way that our girls and their typical resiliency managed to bounce back from Isaac Pincher's horrible idea of burning down the house.
1: I didn't tell you to burn
0: down the house. I told you to end it. Right? Hal has not quite figured out yet that his brother is the dumb one.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's he's got some good ideas, but he's dumb when it comes to like open-ended Stuff.
0: He's he's one of those guys who walks around with a hammer in his pocket. So every problem he encounters looks like a nail. It does. Wow. Cause like, seriously, he could have just backed off and then come at it another way.
2: Yeah. Do the apology and then just like find some other way. <laughs> Cause
1: Charlotte's clearly smarter than
0: him. I'm not even. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's He doesn't have the mental ammunition in order to fight this war, I I hate to say. At least not yet. We'll see what he can dig up out of his reserves, but I think they're going to both end up asking more than they want to, Emily Lacey, for advice. Because I think Emily's got everybody's number pretty well.
2: So far. Yeah.
0: So this episode is really good. I. I, for one, really enjoyed it. I do really like the pacing, so please don't take our refusal to do any more recaps as a dislike of the pacing. I like the pacing, but I, it it works for the show. It does. It does work for the show, but I'm, I, I am just not going to recap, but I thought it was, um, well paced and I, I liked where the stories went. I think it's indicative. Charlotte's. Actions are pretty indicative of a of the firstborn of Margaret Wells.
2: Yeah. She, I mean, she does seem to follow her mother in quite a bit
0: and um, take charge and rush headlong into doing absolutely the wrong thing. Which <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor pa. Oh, Mr. North. I, I, I empathize with him. Seriously. I feel really bad for the poor guy.
2: I I I feel like he should know from his, from her mother just what she's going to do. She's she's not going to actually you know.
0: Well, he knew sit she was back. up to shit. He knew she was planning to pull some shit, but then he was silly enough to believe her when she told him she wouldn't.
2: I mean, come on, man. Come on.
0: Did your face, did, right? Did your wife
2: ever back off? No.
0: Even when you like told her, you're not even helping. No, like it's and Charlotte is every bit as stubborn and willful and bullheaded and all those sorts of things as her mother. Although I don't know, (sighs) Nancy's sort of a strange sort of Jiminy Cricket, isn't she? Because she's like, (laughs) Nancy's like, give me full of so much wisdom. But then Charlotte or Margaret comes up with a harebrained idea and she's there for it every time.
2: Raising the glass.
0: So do it. Let's go kick some ass. I, I do love the commitment to girl power in this show. That, was like, so <laughs> that they're all like, right or wrong, we're doing this thing because we all agree. Um, it's pretty fabulous, to be honest. You raise, your,
2: you raise your glass at the table. We're going.
0: Yeah, You might be have a harebrained idea, but I'm with you. And isn't that what we want from Friends? Yes. Well, it's kind of what we want from Friends.
2: Oh come on, it, you know your friends.
0: I know, but you know what? The other part of it is, I also trust my friends. That when I'm driving in the other lane, that they remind me to, like, <laughs> they tell me, <laughs> "Hey, hey, get in your lane." I and it would have been good if Nancy had maybe mentioned <laughs> Charlotte. She should get back in her lane just real quickly, maybe. But then maybe. we would have missed this fantastic caper, which I have to say was. It may not have made Mr. North terribly happy, but it was really well executed. This caper was really well
2: executed. It was, and it had so many pieces in it.
0: Right? I thought it was really good, like the whole, and that they brought everybody together, like that everyone got involved. Even Harriet was like, Yeah, no, we're gonna, we're, I'm in on this. I got you. I got you, booze.
2: I mean, if it gets you guys out of my house, yeah. <laughs>
0: she was like, let's get her done. I loved it. And I am enjoying Lucy in this episode more than episode one, just because I like her playing the shitty little coquette.
2: I do. I, I also just love that she's, she's kind of standing out more of her, on her own. She's not leaning on a keeper anymore. She's, not, Nor she's
1: her,
2: not Yeah. You know, not on her parents, not on her sister. She's she's in fact even looking to extend her powers elsewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I wonder how long does it take though before Fredo throws her under a truck? Mm, I don't know. But I, I did or, well, not a truck. A lorry, if you were Britain, and in this case a wagon, because I'm, you know, let's try to say her historically accurate, Ray. Christ.
2: anyway I I loved the whole get up outfits that they put her in and everything I just adored it oh
0: my god that pink suit I want one
2: I know and Nancy wanted one she looked better in britches than I do I loved it I thought that was great
0: I thought that was great yeah I want one place to shop yeah I want one in black though like Nancy's with a tricorn I'm not gonna lie
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't look good in pink I'm too pale for pink yeah,
0: and I'm too dark. I, I look silly. Like a raisin been dipped in, I don't know. Yogurt. Yogurt, yeah. So, But um, I love that outfit. The costuming in this show, can we just say? So this is one of those things that me and Kay do often when we watch period dramas, because we're just going to admit that we're both period drama junkies. It's a thing.
1: Yeah. If there are hoop skirts... And ascots, we're there. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Corsets, wooden shoes, we're there.
0: Yeah. Like, bad hairdos with too much powder and, and bird nests in them, we're there. Let's go with it. Yeah, we're down. So, um, <laughs> but I really like the, co- I like, I love the costuming in this. I haven't gone out on a far limb to take a look at whether or not it's a horribly historically accurate, but it seems to be to me.
2: No zippers anywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and we're looking at you, Rain. We're looking at you. You We are. Jesus Christ. We're not seeing any prom dresses. What in the actual fuck? That was so distracting from that show, I couldn't even finish the first episode. I was just like, nope, done. If they don't care
2: enough. Uh. I mean, it's um, like they had in rain, the fact that they were actually doing like the, they had like the charcoal eyeliner, but it was like, why are you using charcoal eyeliner? Mm-hmm. And like, where's your hoods? And Why? Why is there so much skin?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've done run fairs, dude. Women have to have their hair covered. Mm -hmm. It's a snood, at the very least. At the very least. And that's if you could afford that kind of thing, or knew how to make one. So I
0: was disappointed. But this show seems to be really pretty much spot on. I love the, I love that sort of Baroque craziness with the powdered wigs. And mm-hmm. I just thought Lucy looked fantastic it's on that white horse and that pink. It was the perfect color for her. It looks so
2: good. It's perfect. I love it.
0: So that caper was pretty, pretty amazing. I have to it say I, I enjoyed it.
2: Um, I- I honestly some- thought something was going to go terribly wrong during it.
0: Right, I kind of expected it, but then it went really good, I- and I loved how they drew everybody in. So, like even little Cherry, who was you know doing recon. <laughs> I'm
2: wondering. I'm wondering what the the fallback for if they're going to figure that out that it was Cherry. I don't know.
0: Emily's pretty smart for a gutter snipe. <laughs> I mean, she's not she's got some soft spots in her brain. This is true. I'm not gonna ever argue that, you know, Emily Lacey is running with a full a full hamper load of laundry, but she is she's
2: not dumb. No, she said it right there, she learned how to read. Yeah. And she's trying to learn about investments and money.
0: But she also did warn them several times not to cross Charlotte. They did. So So many times. So I don't know that, you know, she's going to be all that hard on Cherry because, if you know, they'd have been paying attention. They'd have got it. I wonder, did everybody understand what Cherry was selling?
2: (laughs) The skins.
0: Selling her condoms?
2: Yep. They were very pretty.
0: I loved that one where the guy picks out the honker and then she's like... Gives him the look, and then gives him the tiny one. It was fabulous.
2: It was beautiful.
0: I love Cherry. She she's great comedic stuff when she needs to be, which then also gives some gravity to her when she's giving a given a scene that she's really emotive. And I just I love that character. It's kind of like um, what's her name, Franny. Fanny, 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 the Fanny. Fanny, rather, because it's the same. You get the same sort of wonderfulness out of her. They have a similar vibe. So I enjoyed that. And I I find it interesting how
1: that all went down. And then they win, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I think one of the themes or the theme
0: I, I picked out out of this episode, which I think is super important, is sisterhood.
2: Very. it. It's all of them just going together and working as a group. And it's, they didn't need a man to go and help them with it. kind of sisterhood.
0: No. Granted, Mr. North's input would have been useful if Charlotte had taken five seconds to listen, but they still pulled it off and they did accomplish what they wanted to accomplish.
2: Yeah, absolutely should have let Mr. North know about it. I mean, he he's not trying to push her down. He's just honestly trying to help them without them going and taking crazy, stupid you know.
0: Risks. He doesn't want them to put themselves in harm's way. Mm -hmm. Or to make things a situation worse than it need be. That there are other ways around. There's two ways to skin a cat always. Right? So, I thought it was really good. the, The camaraderie and the way they all work together. And even girls from various houses, including um, Right under Hal's own nose. So I thought it was, it was really good. And I, it was, of course, mirrored. And I called it. <laughs> I called it. I called it Lydia and Kate's escape from Bedlam.
2: Which I loved that. Mm-hmm. The way they set that sucker up.
0: I called it. I called that. As you will recall from last episode, I called that. I said they're going to use that doctor's weaknesses.
2: To I mean, get they straight out. up said they were going to.
0: Oh, yeah. And Lydia's a scumbag. So, you know, she so knows. She
2: knows. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> knows.
0: It was exceptionally good. I am liking more and more also Fredo
1: and mm-hmm. That I love them. I do, too. And this poor
2: French guy she's got wrapped around her fingers hmm uh, god what is his name Sal, Sal, salvio Sal- Oh, i'm yeah. sorry i'm so terrible with names i think you're right or close but i i like
0: she, she's just like playing that guy and he so wants to believe her he does he, he really does
3: he,
0: he just really wants does. to
2: believe that she cares and loves for him when he's
0: just like another stepping stone to get where she wants to go and i like fredo's character he's complicated i think
2: he's got some space to be complicated
0: he does and i really hope that the show cuz i mean i am a fond of this show because of the the womanness of it right like and i mean the womanness of it from the writers to the director to, her, to the cast, everything about it is all woman powered. And I love that the women are, every single one of them has their strengths and their weaknesses,
1: mm-hmm. that
0: they are, they communicate with each other, that they, their struggles are mutual. Like, I love all of those things that to me are very, have a very strong, this is how we as women persevere. Feel I, I really love that
1: part of it, but I also hope that they do a good job of dealing with the
0: issue of homosexuality in that era and the, the terrible toll emotionally that the laws and the discrimination against homosexuals took on those people.
1: I mean, so
2: far, they've shown a little bit of it with um, Emily and Violet, or not Emily, Amelia. Amelia and Violet, yeah. Violet. But, you know, we haven't seen much uh, as a backlash kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And so I'm really interested in how they're going to develop Fredo's character. And you'll have to forgive me, I can't remember the Lord's name, but the one who is really attracted to Fredo. Yes, and what that all is gonna end up looking
2: like? I uh, it's wow, pretty heavy. It has some some chances to go terribly awry, as I kind of figure most things in the, as the show goes on is gonna go.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think we are in for a in for a ride. But since you brought up the Scanwells and Violet
1: where are they This is my one problem with the show thus far is I'm
0: I'm squinting a little bit at the fact that we have lost characters that were really important for representation and I'm not sure if we're going to get them back
2: They we better
1: we better cuz i miss them. I miss them so bad and they had so much I don't know.
2: Mhm. I just really want to see them back again. They're so important to the stories. And there's just so many questions that i have from the last season about them. I I just I don't know. Maybe it's the whole thought that you know they don't we don't need to see a healing process or something. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I think they need to be really
0: aware of the fact that they have if there is no replacement storyline of a similar nature that is representative that their questions that have been leveled by the community that this show participated in gay baiting in order to get viewers might get to start take some traction
2: yeah and i don't want that to happen
0: Because they may think that putting in a Molly house will immediately solve that. But it is a woman-written show, a woman-acted show, and I'm going to just guess a primarily woman-viewed show, that swapping stories for female experience as a homosexual, for the male experience as a homosexual, May not look and or feel the same way for the audience, mhm So I know that it's already in the it's all been recorded, so there's no way for them to fix it now, but they I hope that there is something later in the season that gives us some kind of settling here because this relationship between Charlotte. And
1: Lady Fitz is tenuous. At the very least, you
2: can feel that Charlotte knows she can't be all to Lady Fitz. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing saying that Charlotte can't be by. No, I but don't. I, I'm just. I'm worried. I'm worried.
1: Yeah. Right. Because. That
0: was a thing that everybody got really excited about, seeing that romance. And I realized that Lady Fitz's situation is pretty tenuous as well. And if accusations of her being a lesbian, I mean, it's one thing for her to have had a bastard. It'll be worse when it all comes out that it's her brother's child. And then you add insult to injury that then it gets passed around that she is a lesbian and it may be a real trial. But then they're not really talking about that. It's at least not in the way that one would think if it were going to be part of the storyline developed for the this series, for this this season series at this point. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little eh about this. I, I don't want them to get rid of either character, however, as a result of it. Yeah. I just want them to consider I hope they did. I just just hope that they did because I don't, I didn't like seeing that when I saw it and print people making that accusation. But without the scan walls and Violet, I kind of wonder based on what we're seeing between Charlotte and Lady Fitz.
2: I'm still hoping Lady Fitz will end up okay. I want to see more of her daughter come back too.
0: Yeah, right? She, boy, she was not pleased. But I love that Nancy's just like, hey. She's okay. It's all good. Yeah. I love Nancy's sort of zen approach to most
2: all of it. Yeah. yeah. She's, She's, again, like the whole, you know, just being the great lady she
0: is. Kate Fleetwood. I'm just fangirling some more. Of course. Kate Fleetwood. Shut up. I <laughs> I think she's amazing. So, but this episode was good. I liked it. I thought it was interesting and I I'm really proud of Emily Lacey. I she's my second favorite character as K1.
2: She's knows. making it up there for me.
0: Before she just was sort of the deliverer of the most fucking amazing one-liners, but she's actually <laughs> developing into like a character that I'm curious about where her
2: story goes. Yeah. I just... She's trying so hard to
1: get out of her situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's less about... Um,
2: it's less about her continuing and becoming a bot or something again. She wants to earn some good money. Yes. Take care of herself, essentially. Yes.
0: Yes. She actually wants to do a thing for herself. And to... Amass some kind of something that no one can take away from her, which, you know, we've seen now as the season three that being a bod is is dangerous business, and you can lose everything in the drop of a hat. And Emily, I think, has come to a conclusion that none of the rest of them have. So it sort of signals something about her level of, level of intelligence is that she knows that being a bod or working in the skin trade. For her anyway, or for security reasons, this isn't, it's not an end some game.
2: Yeah. They, you need a bully when you're around as a bod. They've straight up mentioned it quite a few times that you need muscle to take care of everything. This isn't just going to be a, oh, you know, we'll get some girls together and it'll be fine. It's no, you're going to have pimps and the law and all sorts of things and people who aren't going to want to listen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's uh I think it's interesting. I like I like that bit. I like Emily's story where it's headed anyway. Seems to be headed. Interesting too, where Lydia quickly ends up. Boy that look on her face when she opened the door, they opened the door at Golden Square and she saw she saw Lucy.
1: <laughs> it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Although again, and we talked about this
0: I think a little bit last episode, there is a lot to be said for Lydia Quigley being a victim too. And so as much as I just want to hate her so bad, I also understand that she's a creature that was made from a set of circumstances
2: that nobody should have to endure. No, and she's She's alluded. She's mentioned it. It's. And then she has
0: to go back, even at this stage in the game, she has to go back to Mrs. May, the woman who participated in this.
1: I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Her abuse.
0: I just. Wow. Wow. Why doesn't she just, like, get some laudanum, dope Mrs. May, get her to rewrite her.
1: Her will or and whatever. Then,
0: and then drop her down a staircase. I just... I mean, if I was divorced of all morals, like Lydia Quigley... <laughs> just rock my, it. That'd be my to Go with it, girl. I mean, you, you don't have to worry about, like, it keeping you up at night. Just end this bitch and take her shit.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, but then, of course, we also have to acknowledge that Mrs. May also probably. Similar set of circumstances. Because monsters are made not born. Mm
1: -hmm. So we can
0: judge all we want to, but we don't know Mrs. May's story either, so it's kind of like that. Just, you know, we gotta have a, we have to have somebody we hate, right?
2: Yeah, you gotta have somebody that you think you can hate and think that it is uh, pure evil. But in, in all other things, she's
1: There were times that I wanted to throw Margaret down its flight of stairs, too. Yeah, she's not exactly the most level-headed of people.
0: No, Margaret Wells has got a hair-trigger temper. But that's also, I suppose, a sign of post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And when you are indentured to prostitution... At the ages that her and Nancy were, it's kind of hard to imagine that they don't also kind of carry that burden
1: with them. It's it's just a never-ending cycle, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. Because it seems like um, quickly got pushed into it. Then she took in... Uh, She took in our lovely Miss Wells and then did that to her. And then it turned around, happened to Charlotte, then to Lucy. And it's like, if anybody's having children, it's probably going to pass on to them too. I think this is one of the reasons why we get this story about Mrs. Fitz or
0: Lady Fitz. Sorry, she's not a Mrs. But Lady Fitz. And some of the other stories. Like, if you remember season one, Charlotte's Keeper, his wife. hmm Like, what's happening to these women with the, the sexual servitude and or abuses as members of a marginalized trade, sex trade? hmm It's got its own hang-ups and problems and issues, but... Apparently, having money and getting married isn't any kind of salvation either.
2: No. You only get to keep the money become free when your husband has died and you are a widow. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. If you're well off.
0: Uh, Yeah, if he doesn't piss it all away or, you know, (laughs) because it's not really your money, it's his family's money. It doesn't revert to someone else in the family and leave you out on the sticks. With yeah, a small pension, with a small pension. This is one of the things that doesn't get discussed about that too, is that women in that era, that was for women of means. um, If they didn't come into a marriage with money, they very likely even on death were not necessarily going to leave that marriage with money either, depending on situation, circumstances and the family of
2: their husbands. Mm-hmm. Luckily she came into the marriage with money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he she had the money, and her husband didn't. And isn't she lucky that he somehow ended up dead? Cough, cough, Lucy cough.
2: Which (laughs) which I'm somehow surprised that he hadn't left everything to like Charlotte.
0: I know, right? But no, well, it wasn't his money; it was his wife's. He was just writing the checks, writing the checks, writing the checks.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. But i I'm just happy he didn't find some way to stiff his wife again.
0: See, ladies, it's not the $1,000 golf bag.
1: It's the prostitutes. <laughs> Some shit don't change. In any case, I I, yeah, I thought this episode was really good. Yeah. I thought it was pretty darn good. Very well written. Still love all the costumes. Yes. And the sets are great. Love the little details.
0: Yes, all the little details. I do like the story with Mr. North that he's trying to start some kind of a real boxing league. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting side story that I am kind of excited to see the rest of. I because, want the rest of. Yeah, I like seeing him differentiate himself and that he didn't just give up doing for himself to go back and take care of the girls either. Yeah, when, when it was career. more of a checkup. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I love that he's, you know, still doing what he does best, which is figure out ways to, like, fix their, their foolishness, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying so darn hard. He is. He seems to be, like, you know, um, pretty committed to the girls.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he is their paw.
0: Yeah, he is. He is their paw. And even if he isn't genetically their pa, he certainly takes on the role of being father. I mean, I think that's interesting because I'm still curious as to that because, you know, whether or not they all look to... I mean, and not to say that people don't... Like, you can't come from a mixed-race family and look any kind of way. You can. Mm-hmm. But there's just even very big differences between Lucy and Charlotte. and
2: I have a feeling like they were brothel babies. Yeah. And he just is their father, the, the father that was chosen. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, it's kind of how I I take it because I think Charlotte straight up mentioned that, she, or, or no, I think in second season he mentioned that um, he wasn't her father, but he had chosen,
0: right? Or she had right. chose
2: him, right? Right.
0: I'm uh, I'm also still loving
2: Elfie as terrible as he is.
0: He's such a shithead. He plays shithead so well. (laughs) He does. Uh, I wonder if he sends his sister just like little, I don't know, pictures of his
2: paychecks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Alfie Allen's sister is Lily Allen, the singer.
2: Yes. and She, She wrote a whole song about how he needs to get a job.
0: Yeah, because he was a lazy shithead who did nothing with smoke pot all day long and fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. And um, it, was, it came out just about the time that he first got tapped to, to play Theon Greyjoy in his Game of Thrones. Uh, I wonder if he'll just send her a copy of his Emmy when he wins. <laughs> I, I, it's like, yeah, bitch, where's, where's your Grammy? <laughs> um. So there's that, but I, and I, I'm going to say this. I love Lily Allen. So there's that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I do love her. Um, but yeah, it's funny when you see these like family dynamics in certain ways outside of their respective spheres start to show some interesting results, but he's just really fabulous in this. I think he plays a pretty good, woefully romantic, terribly
1: under skilled wannabe big pimp. Yeah. Who's falling in love with Charlotte. Yeah. Who's like, the shoe is on the other foot, right?
0: Mm-hmm. He's falling in love with her and not, uh, um, you know, the typical pimp diagram where the pimp has all of his girls in love with him. That's how he maintains control. And when that fails, then drugs and abuse are inserted, right? <laughs> so it's like, instead it's the other way around it's like the tail wagging the dog which is it kind is of awesome.
2: it's it's weird but it's it's good
0: Oh, i like it i like i like the power dynamic being shifted slightly i i think that's i think any time that we see that see tropes kind of turned around a little bit i like in good and,
2: ways i'm looking at you game of thrones
0: well those two writers wouldn't know how to turn their
1: socks inside, right? Exactly. It's not George's fault. Nope. In any case. Yeah,
0: I just, um, really enjoying him and everyone else, really. The show is, is really good. I'm, I just can't say enough about what a wonderful addition Liv Tyler has been. Cause I've always been a huge fan of her. So.
1: I just love her voice. That's just me. Huh.
0: I like her as an actress. I've seen a lot of things with her in them, and I almost always find her character to be among the top of interesting. Hmm.
2: Yes. She was also good as an elf.
0: We're not having that conversation. <laughs> not today. No, not today. There's nothing wrong with her portrayal of Arwen Star. I'm just, to be fair, I'm just upset about the portrayal of Irwin Ovenstar outside of like 10 paragraphs in the entire book. Of course. And then that it took up such amount of space in the movies. That's all. But that's all. (laughs) I'll try not to be a Tolkien purist.
2: You're totally going to be a Tolkien purist. So we didn't
0: get any email from anybody or any feedback. I was disappointed, and I didn't, in my very depressed state for the last two weeks, didn't go and take a look at why the Tempest and why Cleopatra, or Anthony and Cleopatra. But I'm still asking for anybody who's a who's a Shakespeare aficionado if they can cue into what that is. I did think of one possible parallel and it has to do with the tempest but i don't really understand how it suits lydia quigley it just might have some kind of some sort of reference to margaret wells and the protective nature over her daughters and the foolishness to which she will go in order to to protect them and or find keepers for those of you who are not familiar with the play, there is a daddy in this play who's way overprotective and creates a shit show in order to find his daughter a, a husband. And it goes fucking way awry, which <laughs> 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 there's that. And he's a bit of a self-righteous prick. Um but, I don't know that that necessarily applies to Margaret Wells. It's just like that was a tiny little thing that kind of stuck out like but it's also been like twenty years since I read The Tempest, so I'd have to really think about it harder. but However, it's funny how Shakespeare gets in your head because the minute I heard Lydia talking about that last episode, I was right there. I knew that that was Tempest She was babbling on about anyway. <laughs> What were some surprises this week? Did anything surprise you?
2: Oh, sorts of things, you know.
1: No, that's yeah, why do. I asked. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I liked how
2: we got Mister North back. That was a big surprise. I didn't think we were gonna gonna be getting him.
0: At least not at the level of involvement either.
2: No, I thought he was just gonna maybe come back and be like, "Well, I gotta go," or some sort, because sometimes seems like that. That seems like
1: it's a yeah, like he was just a cameo. Yeah, cameo. Oh, and who else? Oh, I feel like there's somebody. We're just ah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Name is just escaping me. Uh oh. It'll come back as soon as we're done recording, I'm sure.
0: That's the way that always works. Mm-hmm. I always think of twenty things I could have said that I didn't.
1: <laughs> which is hard to believe considering how much I talk. <laughs> <sighs> I wonder, how,
0: I wonder how long it'll be before Hal decides to choke his brother to death. Just choke him out.
2: I
1: don't know. Pretty soon. <laughs>
0: uh, I like Hal Pincher, but he's got a lodestone around his neck. It's called his brother. And I would have never imagined I would consider somebody any worse to have as a pain in your ass than Emily Lacey. Yeah, uh, but Emily's know,
2: actually helping.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, no, I have this idiot that works with me, and look what she's done now. Except this time it's, oh, look, I have a brother, and he's an idiot. Look what he's done now. It's pretty fab. Pretty fab.
2: Fleet and utter.
0: So I don't know. Um, There, again, were not a ton of posts on Reddit. A few. There were some giggle-worthy things and some interesting stuff, too. Um. I haven't really seen anything that stuck out particularly that I needed to make comment on other than to say that um, I'm hoping as the season winds up and there's more excitement, people get more into it or start watching it again, they start posting more.
2: Yeah, we've seen some things, but there could be more. There could be more.
0: There could be more. We'd love to uh, do that. Love to do that. So that's, I think... Shortly as it may be, I think that might be what we've got for Episode 2 of Harlots. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So we're going to interject a brief musical interlude here to then move on to Episode 3. And we will discuss that. So if you have not watched Episode 3 yet, please feel free during the music to hit pause and come back to it after. Those of you who have already watched Episode 3 feel free to get up and go get yourself a cup of coffee or whatever and come back. Mm-hmm. We'll be, we'll be here. in just a few. Harlots. I was not expecting that ending.
2: Velociraptor screeching. Holy shit. Uh, You saw how I reacted when I finished it? Just, what is this? What is, what is this? I
0: was out of the loop. I did not, I guess I avoid spoilers. I had no idea that Jessica Brown Findlay was only contracted for three episodes. Nope. Didn't know that either. I am a little concerned about the future of the t- season.
2: I don't know. It's just, oh my God. With, with Margaret coming back, does that mean she's taking over? Are they going to have to leave for America altogether? What is this?
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know. And, I, and I'm really concerned. And I, I love Samantha Morton mm-hmm. as an actress. I think she's just top-notch. Out of all of the uh, people that have been on the show, I mean, they've literally cast just amazing actors from across British film and television. I love all of them. I really adore Samantha Morton. But I... Margaret Wells is kind of a loose cannon, as we see in this episode. Things go from under control to an absolute dumpster fire from, like, the moment she enters the scene.
2: I mean, it could have gone fine. If she had just calmed down and just let the Pinchers have the frickin' land plot, nothing would have gone or she could have waited until after all of this was done
0: and then fucked them over later. But no, yeah. like, fuck them over right this minute. Like right this minute, I gotta sh- throw, you know, a wrench right in the machine mid stride and I can't hold my tongue or behave myself. No,
2: I
1: have to go where it's dangerous for me and everybody else involved. Yeah. Yep. And and in in
0: the end of the day, endanger everybody far more than they were before she started her little... Because she likes to do things without knowing half of what's going on. Yeah. So I'm like a little concerned just because I found Charlotte to be kind of a balancing influence in the show.
2: Maybe they'll have Lucy take it over or Fanny will become a little bit more of it?
0: I hope so. or Or... I don't know, because if you look at the situation Lucy's in, her mom is literally kryptonite at this point. Mm -hmm. Because if they come looking for Lucy because they're trying to do something with Margaret, she's in that Molly house and everyone in it will hang, including her. Yeah. Like... I don't know, and I don't know that Lucy has the power, the fortitude, the ability to to completely do what would need to be done to distance herself from her mother in order to keep herself safe.
2: I I think she could. She's getting to that point, but she needs to be able to grow, and being underfoot from her mother is definitely not going to do it. No,
0: so I'm, like, deeply concerned about, like, what's going to happen with our ladies. And I do not, I really do not need a white knight in this. I'm looking at you, Mr. North. hmm I mean, I don't think we're going to get that out of these, this group of writers because the way the story has functioned. But I also don't want Lady Fitz to become everybody's fucking plot armor either. Yeah.
2: I mean, she's got enough problems on her side. Yeah.
1: Margaret
0: is in a situation where she could take down everybody
2: around her, and it I am not pleased. And she's trying to sit here and plan and be like, oh, we can go back to, Amer- go to America or anything. I'm like, Mr. North uh, can't. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he can't. For sure can't.
2: Mm-mm.
1: There were no free black men in the United States at that point. So, I mean, he made some good points, you know, but she, she's
2: not thinking this through. And that's like a a general statement for a lot of Margaret
1: Wells is is not a thinker. Nope. She's She's a doer. She's a broader and a schemer, but she's not a thinker.
0: So I, I'm concerned, but boy, I did not expect that ending. I was really, really, it was, that was a gut punch. I definitely did not need.
2: Oh yeah. The second uh he started attacking his brother, I'm like, oh no, bad things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen.
0: Although uh, you knew it was coming. There was going to be an altercation between the two brothers.
2: Oh yeah. There was no way that our little Elfie could get away with
1: all of that. St- it was just, no, there was... Emily and her big fucking mouth. Yeah. Fuck. Indeed. <sighs> but the plan was
0: ingenious, by the way. Mr. North is like clearly smarter than the average bear.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: That was brilliant. I loved how that all worked out. And they first, the whole entrapment bit from last episode was really good. And then the way they had this whole boxing thing planned
1: out was really good. Really good. I liked it. It worked flawlessly. Because, you know. I'm going to have to recover from all this.
0: Yeah, I know. This should have been a wine episode, but we're recording this in the morning, so we can't drink wine. It's too early,
1: even for me. I know. I have to get a proper wine for that. I'm really, really
0: not happy that we have lost that. Charlotte. Oh,
2: Charlotte I'm, the Bay.
0: Yeah. Our our pretty and pink girl. I um, Fuchsia. Yeah. Macho pink. I just, I don't, I'm not happy about that. But, but we'll see what happens, right? Maybe they're... They're setting up for good things. I, don't, I hope. I hope that Margaret has like a serious come to Jesus moment. I hope Maybe so. Mr. North and her husband will get her alone somewhere and have a conversation about how she's, you know, smart, but she's impulsive and reckless and doesn't think before she acts.
1: And where was she? Like, I thought she wasn't too far from the staircase. Mm-hmm. Margaret. So, why mm-hmm. the heck did, you know, d- did she not see her daughter? hmm. I don't know. Mm hmm. I wish Nancy had stopped her. I know. Nancy, stop being so.
2: Stuck in your love for her and let her do things she shouldn't. Yeah. Have a word with her. Come on. Tell you, her no. So easy. You come on back
0: in here in the house and let's have another glass of sherry. Or exactly. Because you are not to be out there and about there.
2: Name <clears throat> is it was a good um, costume, but no.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. They all looked great. I was gone. really good. <laughs> And I did enjoy the boxing match. I, it's, so it was brutal, very cool,
2: but really good. Mm-hmm. It was historically accurate.
0: And boy, oh boy, I, for a hot minute, I didn't vocalize it for, a, but for a hot minute, I was thinking that maybe Lydia had learned a modicum of humility.
2: <laughs> no, this is Lydia Quigley. She thinks she's getting back where she needs to be.
0: Her balls are like the size of, like, my car. hmm To show up there at that thing uninvited and then pull the shit she pulled, like, wow. Wow. And poor Kate. I don't think... And for a minute, I actually thought she had some tender feeling towards Kate, but I, I don't know.
2: I think she's using her. That she's getting well, back into her business and...
0: She's obviously using her, but I all, she uses everybody, but like to the degree of which she was going to use her. Cause like, you know, Mrs. May is sort of like, I will just sell her. I will just tie her to the pitching post outside my house and give two pence, take a yeah. two pence for everybody. If you don't hurry up and get her a job, because I want her making money. And then Lydia's like, I'm going to, you know, work this. Don't worry. I, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to find a decent way to do this for her. And then she just makes it, she just in, just sort of expands on Mrs. May's plans in a completely other way. It Yuck. I was just about the time I'm like working on some empathy for Lydia. She does a thing.
2: I mean, she goes back and
1: makes you forget about everything. Yeah, she does. She
0: does. I just was like, wow, it's not not good. Mm -mm. I'm afraid that Lady Fitz is going to end up in
2: Bedlam next. I know. I am too. And um, she's not going to be as crazy to get out. I don't know. Especially after Charlotte's death. I don't know what she's going to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, oof. oof. Just ugh. I need a nap after that kind of an episode.
2: <sighs>
1: Freaked out know. the cat
2: with my panic.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a, um, a lot,
3: like a
2: lot going on. A whole lot. And it's just, it's so frustrating. You were just like, no, come on. You, b-. Both Elfie and Charlotte were idiots and they should know better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought the worst that was going to happen was that Lady Fitz was going to find them. That's what I thought.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was going to break her heart. Well, her heart did get broken. It's just in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Instead her her waifu
1: is no longer among the living. No. Nope. Huh. Did not suspect this. I don't know, man. I think this is all gonna be really interesting. I'm as hoping we go so forward. Because so, I don't know. Wow. And I don't know, what would you consider
0: the themes for this episode to be? Shock and awe. Shock and awe. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of like that, isn't it?
2: It's Uh, just, it didn't see anything coming.
0: I'm not not happy. happy, Not happy. My surprise for this was that Lady Fitz's brother
1: is returning to England. And he knocked up, what's her name? Who? And pitiful. Oh, that girl. Mm Mm-hmm. She is the mistress to Harcourt Fitzwilliam. I missed that part. Yeah. She had her hand over her stomach.
2: I think it was extended and everything. What? Yeah. If that's correct, if I'm remembering correctly, she's totes knocked up.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) because she even mentioned don't come to me when he throws you away Hmm. well
0: the only good thing about that is is that Anne Pettifor is very unlikely to do much of anything to help Lydia Quigley
1: yeah there's that one thing
0: shock and awe that really cracked me up because yeah, it was a shock and awe episode. I wonder what's going to happen now, too, though, with Isaac Pincher, because I have a feeling he's going to be just overwrought with guilt.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, especially because she tried to help him.
0: And here's an interesting question. So what do you which way is Margaret
1: going to turn? Oh, I think she's going to lose her absolute living mind. Is she going to turn? To Lydia, to take advantage of Lydia's situation
0: to protect her girl, her girl, or is she going to reconcile with the pinchers
2: to get rid of Lydia? I think if she figures out or has an idea that it was because of them that Charles is dead, that uh, I think she'll try to burn them all.
1: I don't know. I think Mr. North may have her by the neck. I don't know. We'll have to
2: just see. Cause I don't, I I think she's going to try and screw things up again. Well, she's not
0: going to, she's going to try to fix quote unquote, fix them. But this is the thing is I don't want to see her and Lydia actually make uncertain bedfellows. Cause I think at the end of the day that the Pinger boys are silly and way over their league out of their league with what they're trying to do, but I also don't see them as the same sort of malignancy that I see Lydia Quigley as. Mm -hmm. So if one were to make allies, I would be far more interested in making allies with the pincher boys than I would with Lydia. But you know, Charlotte is not, or not Charlotte, Margaret doesn't always register all the, you know, cylinders in her machine. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of messed up and I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Hmm. And then with Harcourt getting in the middle of it, cause he's going to be out for blood.
2: Whether his sisters or anybody's.
0: Yeah. Whoever he can get his hands on. And Margaret may well be really in more danger than she even thinks. Because Harcourt has got the position to be able to really do damage. To really do damage. Although Charlotte's dead. Maybe he'll back off. I don't know. He won't back off from Lady Fitz. But didn't he say Charlotte had to die? I think he said that. and he was going to make sure she... they were rid of her. But
2: mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Tonight's episode or tomorrow's episode is going to be really, really, really nail bitey.
2: It is so, so many nail bites
1: for both episodes and just. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I don't
2: know. I don't know either.
0: Emily's might just kill everybody because they just now fucked her out of going to America. Oh yeah, and for that I don't particularly blame her. No, pissed
1: right off.
2: All of you, all of you
0: are jagoffs. I can just see
2: (laughs) just in her head, like, come on.
0: Oh my God, she can't get it. She can't get a foot up. She can't get a foot up. Nope. It'll be interesting though to see what what comes out of next week and what, what Miss Quigley decides she's going to do with her situation, and how Margaret's going to respond to all of this because it's a lot. It she just like walks in and it turns into a dumpster fire.
2: I don't know what we're going to do about. Uh, well, I mean, she was like really trying to kind of like reconnectish to to
1: um to Charlotte. She really wanted to talk to her. hmm But I don't know if that's going to do, like, what's it going to do for all this? Yep. Well, that's it in a flash.
0: We're sorry if it seems a little brief, but these episodes fly by so fast. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. And and then again, you know, they all build to a climax and then we're kind of where we're at. But
1: next week <laughs> just stuck here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah, cliffhanger of a of a sort. Well, mostly it's just gonna be anticipating the fallout.
2: So it's gonna be a rough one. So I guess we're gonna cut it off here
0: and Wow, guys. So hopefully you'll get this before Wednesday next week. Yeah, I well, hope so. Not this one, but to- tomorrow's episode before Wednesday next week. I am doing my best to climb out of my hole and get some editing done and take care of business so that we are caught up and ready to go. I'm doing what I can. And with luck that all goes well. And hopefully you didn't just hear like the total unloading of my squirt bottle against my cat because she's <laughs> being a problem. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's it until next time. And we still don't have a clever thing for this, do we? No, not a thing. We're
2: trying. Dang it.
0: I, I, I don't know what to say. That's clever other than, you know, I, yeah, I don't nothing it doesn't have a cute little tagline it doesn't we can't do blessed be the the fight for this we just it doesn't work um <laughs> whatever so until next time gentle <laughs> listeners bite your fingernails and let's just see what kind of god-awful mess of things margaret wells will make next week Maybe Charlotte will rise from the dead. <laughs> oh no, God yeah. no! It'd be great, wouldn't it? It would, but contractuals are contractuals, so we're we're without, unfortunately. At any rate, we will see you all next week. See Until you then.
3: then bye.
0: Bye bye. And that's a wrap on another episode of Handmaids and Harlots. The music for today's show was provided by Kevin McLeod. At freepd.com and his song Barroom Ballet. If you would like to leave us feedback or give us ideas for topics on the show, please feel free to contact us through Twitter at HandmaidsH or directly through Gmail at HandmaidsNHarlots at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the show thus far, please don't forget to subscribe and smash the like button wherever it is that you find us. Until next time, remember, your thing is your own.